0: You're listening to part one of Relatively Speaking with Kurt Flood Jr., a podcast from Birds on the Black. What do moms and dads and brothers do? Sisters, cousins, and grandmas too when little Billy makes it to the show. Well, relatively speaking, there'd be hugs, high fives, and weeping, but that's just a guess, cause I don't really know. But you know, Birds on the Black brings you all the facts, the secrets and stories behind big league Glories that only the ones in the know could ever know. Relatively speaking.
1: Hello, this is Bruno from Birds on the Black with Tara Wilman, and this is another episode of Relatively Speaking. Uh, and, you know, all of our episodes are, of course, special, but... Uh, this one I'm especially excited for. Kurt Flood of the St. Louis Cardinals from 1958 to 1969 was one of the star players of a great era of Cardinals baseball that produced two World Series. Flood was a two ninety-three career hitter with 1,800 hits and a, a war for us current fans of
2: 41.9.
1: All of those might make you say he's a little bit just shy of the hall of fame until you consider that his career essentially was over at age 31 and it was over at 31 because of course he ended up suing major league baseball after being traded to the Philadelphia Phillies. Besides that, Kurt was a civil rights icon, a friend of Jackie Robinson, an amazing musician and artist, uh, a, a true Jack of all trades who just happened to take, something he excelled in baseball to the top of the game. Uh, And we are just so thrilled to be joined by Kurt Flood Jr., who, as you may have guessed, is Kurt's son, to discuss what it's like to be Kurt's son and what it was like to be to go through uh, and and watch his dad's career and watch his dad's battles through – one of the most important areas of Cardinals baseball where Kurt actually transcended that and ended up changing baseball completely. And now Kurt has a new foundation or a new uh GoFundMe to promote something which every Cardinals fan already knows, and that is that Kurt Flood belongs in the baseball hall of fame in Cooperstown. Unfortunately, of course he's not been there yet, although he did get some relatively good voting totals during his lifetime the fact of the matter is he needs some sort of campaign because so many people don't realize what an amazing life this man led and how he has shaped the game of baseball today. So, uh, thank you, Tara, of course, for being here. And thank you, Kurt flood jr. For joining us today.
3: Uh, It's it's my pleasure, Bruno. Um,
1: really thankful for you guys and uh, appreciate you. I got to ask you just to start off. What is your first memory of your dad playing baseball?
3: Wow, um, you know it, it would have to be um, as a as a four and five year old still in St. Louis uh, and being at the old uh, Sportsman's Park uh, um, and riding to the to the uh, to the game uh, with my parents. Um, in a sports car that <laughs> my dad had, uh, um, and um, uh, just the vivid colors, you know, the the, um, the the you know, when you walk into a ballpark for the first time, and and um, it it uh, it's it's, a, it's sort of a glorious um, uh, onslaught of, of senses, you know, uh, the colors, uh, the green field, um, uh, the smell of cut grass back then you could smoke cigars uh, in the stands <laughs> and uh, literally, I mean, it's it, um, you know, I smell cigars today and, and I reckon back to, to, to those memories. And um, uh, you know, the Cardinals still have the best home uniforms in baseball. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, they, I mean, they're just beautiful. So, you know, it, it, that, that would be sort of the, the first
1: memories that I had. So uh, you're four or five years old. The the Cardinals win the World Series in 64. Did you did you understand the joy? Did you understand how good your dad was while he was playing or, or that this was a, a special thing? Or was he was just at that point just, well, dad goes to work.
3: You know, there at that point, there were four of us. Um, uh um, my, my mom and my dad met, um, my grandparents were restaurateurs in St. Louis and, uh, they owned shrimp shops and a, a nightclub called the Toast to the Town. Um, you know, in, during segregation and, you know, the late forties and fifties, um, black communities really had everything, um, you know, in terms of self-sufficiency, uh, you know including restaurants and, and um, dry cleaners and nightclubs. And, um, you know, they were, they were all Black-owned and Black-operated. And, black operated. and, and uh, my, my grandfather, uh, William Austin Collins, uh, owned this club called The Toast of the Town. And uh, it literally was like one of the hottest places to, to, to go. Uh, and uh, my mom worked in there as, as a, you know, 17, 18-year-old. And um, the ball players, the black ball players, uh, uh, my my dad and and um, Gibson and Lou Brock and 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 those guys, George um, would go to the club, <laughs> and and that's where where uh, my parents met. You know, so it's one of these stories of the, you know, the the young um, up and coming ball player in 1959 meeting, you know, the local um, popular. Uh, nightclub nightclub owner's daughter yeah he, he um, knew what he was parent.
1: doing
2: yeah yeah
3: yeah you know and and um you know interestingly enough uh um my mom has a best friend um and uh i won't mention her name but but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they date back right to, to that era and um uh you know they were friends as little girls and um her name's kim hmm. We'll just use their first name. And um, yeah, so so Kim and my mom were really tight, you know, and they're like 16, 17 years old or so or 18 or so. And, um, you know, one one night um, my dad and Hank Aaron came in, you know, and and um, uh, my mom was like, well, you know, um, you know, uh, I want to introduce you to, you know, uh, Kurt's friend. Uh, His name's Hank and um you know uh let's yeah let's make this you know a a a double date kind of thing and um now this is horrible but (laughs) you know uh uh they were sitting in the in the booth and and then kim you know leans over to my mom and she she said he's funky (laughs) like Like he needed, you know, like he came directly from the (laughs) fields and she like, you know, he had, he had just worked out and not taken a shower and, and, um, and, and Kim was, uh, was like, I am, I'm not going to do it. No way. I'm not going out with that guy. Um, But, you know, this was before he was Hank Aaron. Um, In any case, um, yeah, that's where they met and, um, um, my mom at that point had had two children, uh, my older brother, Gary and Debbie. And, um, so they, they have a different father and, and, um, uh, my dad immediately when they, when they got married, uh, adopted, uh, Debbie and Gary and, and, um, uh, I didn't know that they were adopted until, you know, um, I was well into elementary school. Um, but, um, that's how close the family was and, and, uh. Um, and then I was his firstborn, hence um, junior, um, in 1960. My uh, little sister, uh, Shelly was born in 61 and Scott was born in 65. So going back to your question about the world series, um, um, you know, I was, I was, you know, when they say that, uh, a kid is a ham, uh, m- my dad would say he's, he's the whole you know. Um, so I, I wanted, I wanted all the attention, and and uh, you know, never mind um, uh, anybody else. And, and, and you know, it didn't resonate. That that um, um, it was a different era, you know, to, to us. And um, it, it, you know, many ball players had jobs in the off season. You know, they it, it was it was. You know, Major League Baseball was was um, I imagine like playing um, you know uh, Major League Lacrosse. <laughs> you know, uh, to people that don't know lacrosse. You know, sure. Um, um, but you know, St. Louis is probably one of the the most um, um, dedicated fan dedicated um, uh, cities. Uh, for Major League Baseball. But uh, it's still, you know, um, know, when you're four years old, none of that really uh, resonated. I didn't really uh, awaken to, uh, you know, who he was uh, until a couple of years later, when I went to spring training uh, with my older brother, Gary. And, um, you know, we went down there a couple of times. And that was a lot of fun, um, because I, I could actually see and understand and and um, you know, I was given the, the Cardinals uniform and jacket and and baseballs and a glove, and you know, um, um, I did a bat boy um, thing uh, against the Mets one night, and it so is, yeah, in, in yeah. spring training, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, down in in Saint Petersburg. So um, yeah, it, it really only became uh, sort of um, real. Um, you know, outside the, the insular family structure uh, when um, I, I became about six or seven years old and I began to understand.
0: You mentioned some other names there, people that obviously were quite close with with your dad, Lou Brock and Bob Gibson, and Hank Aaron. Um, for people now, they hear those names along with Kurt Flood. We're talking about baseball royalty, right? But when did you kind of have an idea that, this was a pretty exclusive group that your dad was part of and this might sound a little strange but did you see them as bigger stars than your dad or the other way around
3: (laughs) you know um I can't say that that uh, I I was a big fan of baseball Mm. you know I mean it 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 simply was a part of you know a, a routine um and um you know you should to the park and and uh he gets dressed and and he goes out there does his thing and you know it's like being in church for a kid (laughs) you you, you get fidgety and and um you know baseball is a complex sport Mm. um so um the action is in the inaction and for a kid you don't want to hear that you know um (laughs) Maybe it would have been different had it been a basketball player or a football player, but um, uh, <laughs> I would tend to get fidgety and and uh, anxious and you know want to run around. Um, so uh, you know, those guys were 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 simply friends of the family and and um, guys I would see you know um, in the clubhouse and naked.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> it it wasn't
3: really the the. Uh, <laughs> I, I just didn't have the experience that somebody that, that uh, had, had never been in there that, you know, um, would really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Sure, sure. So, so you, like, as a small child, you weren't thinking, like, I'm going to be a baseball player too someday. I'm going to be just like dad? No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, my dad was a draftsman. I never thought I'd be a draftsman either. So, okay, I guess that works.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's um, – um, I think people put those those um, expectations on um, kids of uh, yeah. uh, parents, you know, while while kids are just trying to be kids, you know, uh, and um, you know have friends and, and uh, go go through disappointments and and you know just you know run jump do the jobs that that you know that that kids are must do run jump play. Um, go to school and you know learn how to become a young man or a young a, a young lady. So um, uh, um, you know it. it um,
1: well, it, I'm it's amazing.
3: Sure I'm quite sure that you know my parents had protected us from you know a lot of of uh, different um, um, stressors that would be associated with with that. So. Um, you know, it, it was it was sort of a normal childhood, all things considered.
1: It's amazing because there's you know other six, seven, eight year olds out there who dreamt of being Kurt Flood. I mean, they had to be there. They that went out there and watched him make his catches in center field and thought, well, that's what I want to do. Um, did you mentioned your parents protecting you uh, in 1964 after the World Series? There was the the famously terrible house incident in California where a racist did not want you to lease the house that they were selling. And uh, there was a court battle that you guys later won. Do you, Is there any memory, I know you were only four, but do, do you remember any of that drama or, uh, or or how your parents handled it to, to uh, such young children? Yeah, uh,
3: you know, I, I was a pretty precocious four, um, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, and, and you know, literally it, it's, uh, um, we moved uh, to, um, as you say, to, to Alamo, which is a bedroom community outside of Oakland. Um, you know, up up uh, middle upper middle class uh, ranch style homes. You know, uh, we were to lease this, you know, really terrific ranch style place with 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 a pool and um, a um, basketball court and an orchard in the back. We had cherry and. And orange and and um, uh, walnut trees back there, and and uh, it was you know my dad's uh, sort of uh, gift to to my mom after the World Series, and and um, uh, yeah, there was a, a guy who we went through a broker, and my dad, um, um, I guess they didn't mention that we were black, black. To, <laughs> the broker didn't mention we were black to the homeowner, and when he found out. You know, um, he didn't care that that uh, that it was Kurt Flood. Uh, he simply knew that you know a black a black family was about to try to move into his home after we had signed the the lease agreement, and um, he barricaded himself in in the house and and uh, 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 said that that uh, he would kill us. You know, if if um, if we ever showed up.
1: You're four and, years old dealing with this. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, um, I remember every. If
3: I went there today, and I've been there in, in since I was five, you know, I would know my way around the, the neighborhood, the ba- the backyard, the the uh, the the friends that that uh, came to our our um, that became friends, the neighbors. Um, there was a family called the Cone family uh, around the corner that that um, became you know sort of my surrogate family. Um, Um, and, you know, I'd walk around there and as a five-year-old, I mean, it was a different era when when five-year-olds could actually walk around (laughs) the corner. Um, you know, uh, and, um, and, you know, there were a couple of other, uh, families. My sister was a little older, uh, in that she's four years older than I am. And and my brother was, sorry, three years older than I am. and, And, uh, but, um, yeah, I remember every detail of it and, uh, Remember uh, everything that I got for, for the Christ for the Christmases that we were there, and um, when it unfolded on the front lawn, I remember. And it, I don't know if you've seen the footage and the interviews that my uh, parents did, um, but uh, they were interviewed. It, it, it was a national story after winning the World Series, um, and uh, um, you know that there were there were remote um, news um, uh, cameras and and the police were out 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 front and and um uh this is this is prior to um our being escorted into the home uh with the u.s marshals right so i, I remember going into the, into the home and then looking out the window <laughs> uh looking pulling the curtains back and watching my parents being interviewed on the front front lawn and <laughs> and in the back yeah and, and in the backyard as well and the footage that, that you have is are, it, are you know it, it's a, the old police cars with the cherry on top uh, mm-hmm. uh, light and and, and uh, they're pulling down the street and and uh, it's black and white and 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 um, uh, I remember looking out the curtain uh, and all these years later seeing the footage um, from the other angle you know and I was actually in there looking out the. <laughs> the window. Um so it's really kind of surreal. But um yeah he um he
2: uh,
3: um barricaded himself in the house and, and my dad took him to court and of course won in court so it really was kind of the the first um uh entree into how to so- solve um uh difficult situations um in court you know so he had some experience when when uh, when he decided years later, um, and it really wasn't all that many years later, but but, uh, years later, to sue baseball. So um, he'd been down the road before.
0: How how does an experience like that, I mean, for you at four, for your siblings older than that, how does that shape kind of the way that you see this whole thing unfolding, right? Because it's one thing for us to go back and there are documentaries and there are books and there are, you know, videos of interviews and all those things that we can kind of look back and see, oh, this is what it was to live as Kurt Flood, the World Series champion, and also, you know, a person that there was so much prejudice against. But how does that experience shape the way that you kind of move forward from there, right? Because to remember it as well as you clearly do, it's got to have an impact on the way that you see the world.
3: Um, at, At the time... Um, mind you, I am the the middle child, middle child of five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, um, there's there was always action and uh, um, something going on in in in, in the home um, with just regular family stuff. Yeah. You know, and and uh, uh, I couldn't distinguish that between uh, anything else that really was going on. You know. Um, the chaos is uh, normal. You,
0: you,
3: well, I mean, you're just talking about the innocence of a child. Yeah. You know, and and uh, uh, you know, I apparently that couldn't be broken. Um but also, uh again, um I had the, the Cone family, a woman called Marguerite Cohn, uh who um were socialists of you know, San Francisco was a you know, the, the 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 or the Bay Area was uh the seed of of much of um uh of the 60s sure. revolution um and,
1: and Hey, ashbury
3: right yeah and and uh, oakland and the panthers and and uh you know people were super super conscious uh and um this woman marguerite Cohn, and, and her husband joe and they had t- t- uh, two sons um mm-hmm. joe and jerry and and um uh they sort of adopted me, um, in a way that, that, um, I could walk around to their house and pick, uh, blackberries, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, chase butterflies with a net that they gave me. And, you know, I could be a kid, um, because you're talking about my dad being away and my mom with, you know, uh, my grandparents were around, but, but, uh, you know, she's got five kids and a, and a newborn, um, so, uh, you know, I, 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 I kind of took my own refuge, uh, uh, with, uh, people that
1: had become really good friends with our family back then. So what kind of father would you say Kurt was at that time? Was he, uh, were you scared of him yelling? Was he a, a loving, quiet father? How how was your relationship with him when you were that young? My dad was the most non-confrontational person you would ever meet.
3: Isn't you know? amazing
1: considering what
3: happened, right? Well, you know, but he was Gussie Bush's fair-haired child, and, and um, you know, the Bushes loved him, and and he was um, young, bright, uh, um, uh, well-spoken, and and um, sensitive, and, and funny, and um, smart, you know, despite only having a high school education, um, and, um, you know, he was, he was really a lovable guy, Um and um, you know he was he was always playing with new gadgets, you know, a camera or uh, he always he always had a crossword puzzle in his hand and, and um, um, you know he was a good dude. Um, and but he he would delegate, you know, the the uh, the long the long arm of the law to, to my mom. You uh-huh. know, and um, my dad never once hit me, not once. You know, put his hand hands on me. Or my sisters, or my siblings, it just wasn't his his thing, you know. Um, in, in
1: an era where that was, of course, very commonplace to, to spank children, right? Yeah, especially black children, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, they will they will wear you out, and my
3: you know uh, my my mother uh, was one of those people. Today, she will deny it um, um, <laughs> because because it's so it's so taboo, um, but. Uh, yeah you know um uh you know you have you have two boys that are rambunctious and and hell on wheels and and um um you know she did her best um and she never spanked us um you know during during when we were that little uh but um uh, uh yeah he he was um he was distant though you know and and um Uh, I I never really uh, um, got it until I started hanging um, with um, a guy called Ellis Burks, who is an outfielder, played 20 years in in the uh, major leagues. Yeah, Red
1: Sox.
2: And
3: won World Series with the Red Sox and and, uh, became a free agent, White Sox, um, Colorado Rockies, San Francisco Giants, uh, Cleveland, and and then back to... um, to uh boston and want to (laughs) rain um but um uh, um you know many years later you know i met him when i was in school um and um in boston i went to northeastern and and, um you know years later um we were i i I went to go visit him um it's like in the mid 90s they were they were playing the uh he was playing in anaheim and I'm sitting in the hotel room with him, and he he disengaged, you know, and was just sort of sitting there staring. And and it was what my used to do, you know, and it it, it really kind of, you know, I was like, wow, um, there, you know, a ball player, especially a, a, a baseball player, there's everything everything changes with, with each pitch. You know, so they got a lot of stuff buzzing around in their head. So um um and then, you know, hundred mile an hour fastball, ninety-five to hundred mile an hour fastballs to hit and you know, um you know, they they generally stay on sensory sensory overload, you know, um, especially on the road and um when they come home they um they or he uh would would simply Disengaged. He'd have a few beers, and and um, you know, it was all about um, uh, you know, um, what do they call it when you when you decompress, you know? And, and so, um, but I saw that in Ellis, and I was like, wow, that that really brings back memories. And he's like, what? I'm like, you just you just checked out. You were somewhere <laughs> else. Um, but um, anyway, um, so yeah, he. he um interestingly enough uh, he would take my older brother and we were like I guess um, I was seven six or seven and my mother brother was three, three years old and we would we had this one barbershop, shop this one black barbershop in Oakland that he would take us to and uh, he would he would tell the barber and the barber had you know the, the uh, razor strap right hanging from the from the um, <laughs> from the chair and my dad would say, if they get out of line, you know, with their butts. <laughs> and <I'm> like, what? <laughs> you know, you never hit me, but you'll let this stranger. <laughs> you know, um, and I, mean, I think he was just instilling the, you know, sure. so much fear in us that we behave because he knew us. You know, you know, we he he would he would leave us there and he would go do what he had to do and then come back and he knew that the barbershop would be on fire if, <laughs> if, if, if he didn't you know that yeah, i never hit us but but, but uh now um, is that yeah. is that
0: you a know? characteristic that you took after uh, him the rambunctiousness uh,
3: <laughs> I, I don't know you know uh he was the, he was the youngest kid and And and, um, yeah, he was he was uh, pretty wild from what I understand. As as a little boy, Um, he actually he actually wanted his his older brother was uh, Carl was a major influence on him. And and, um, Carl, um, uh, you know, was was had run-ins with with Oakland PD, and and, uh, he wanted to be just like Carl. And um, he my dad, I think they were like. He was like eleven or twelve. He and his buddies took a stole a car, <laughs> and um, you know they got caught. And you know Carl went down there and, and wore his butt out. And, and um, oh. but um, uh, yeah, he was the runt you know, of the family and had a lot to prove. And and um, uh, um, uh, you know I, I don't know if if, um, if uh, we were entirely alike as children but but um um yeah i mean i, I have a lot of this a lot of his um energy
1: <laughs> now now kurt was a, a kind of more famously now a uh i mean really a genius right he was a a great uh instrumentalist with music he uh, was very famous as an artist and had several shops are these things that you he's passed down to his children that you can see that do you have any of these kind of um artistic traits that he had
3: yeah you know i i sketch um i don't paint um but uh uh, i've always um uh you know taken art art classes and, and been in um you know, artistic s- sorts of things. I was in drama. Um, I played baseball and football and played hockey. Um, uh, I played the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in middle school, um, yeah, I mean, I tried everything, you know. Um, and um, uh, I imagine that, you know, and I cook today. And that's a very, <laughs> very, well, no, it's a... It's, uh, you know, I take it to another level. It's, 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 it's uh, you know, I, I, I photograph the food and, and, uh, um, you know, fancy myself a, a hobby cook, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that is all, um, uh, artistic, you know, leaning and, and, um, um, you know, the, the, uh, athletic I've, I've always been athletic and, and uh, grew up playing Pop Warner football since I was seven or eight in Little League baseball all the way through high school uh, and had a, a I played um, high school football and baseball, but my senior year of high school, um, I had a bone break. I was a wide receiver and was upended by a couple of defensive div- div- backs and came down and, and um, uh, shattered my humerus and my clavicle and was in traction for, for 10 days. And, and that was kind of the, the end of my my, uh, my prep sports career. You know, my buddies, you know, went on to play at, uh, my teammates, you know, went on to play uh, at UCLA and, and um, at uh, Cal and places like that. And their, their career sort of petered out. And today we'll talk and they're like, Flood, well, you, know, you went out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. <laughs>
1: You know. Did, did you um, feel extra like they, pressure because of because of your father, or did other people put extra pressure on you when you were playing these sports?
3: Um, I don't know. But um I played every position and I can remember as a 12-year-old being on the mound pitching and losing uh, and crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you laugh, but it's it's you know, this pressure. Yeah. You know, and and um <clears throat> It, you know, in retrospect, I, I think about it, um, uh, as being, as being, um, uh, pressure that, 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 um, I may have applied to myself or coaches may have applied apply to me, you know? And, and, uh, I remember an opposing coach telling me that I was a mediocre ball player, <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, and that, that really broke my heart, you know? And, sure. and, um, and But he was, he was, you know, Mr. Valentino, I'll never forget him. He was, um, he was, he was a coach of the Dodgers, and he was kind of a cruel guy anyway. But, (laughs) but, you know, who says that to a kid? Who says that to a kid on a team? So, anyway, um, yeah, um, I didn't really feel the pressure. But when baseball stopped being fun, um, then, um, then, I, I actually really focused on football, and it's really stopped being fun uh, in, in Bay Ruth League. And, and at fifteen, um, you know, at fifteen you discover girls, and, and <laughs> you know, um, they are more fun, right? Yes, and and <laughs> uh, um, yeah, nobody goes to 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 baseball games. No girl goes <laughs> to baseball games <laughs> out here, at least. Uh, but football was a big deal, you know, and and um, um, I was pretty good, I mean, and and uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: Now, your parents divorced, uh, I think, in, in late '64, early '65, and your your dad's, of course, a ball player, which means he's away for a lot of the time. Uh, but what did he ever attempt to develop you in any way, or or teach you? Sports or uh, or art or anything like that was he involved with that at all?
3: No, not not at all. Um, And you know, um, they actually, you know, they were divorced. They were divorced in, as you say, um, in in like I I think it was sixty three. And then they got married again.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: okay. um, Yeah, yeah. They, they married again in 66. 65 uh, or 66. And, and tried the reconciliation uh, when we first moved to, um, at, to Alamo. That was the reconciliation period. And only to, to have this guy barricade himself <laughs> in the, right, in the yeah. house with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, real out. helpful. Um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so... Um, you know, um, yeah, a, a ball player, a ball player's life is a ball player's life, you know. And, and you read it, you read about them and and um, you know all the stuff on the road. You know, um, uh, uh, literally, a ball player can write his his see see somebody in the in the stands that he's interested in, write his hotel number sure. on baseball you know, and toss it to him, And, and later on they get a knock, you know, and, and, um, you know, that's the life he lived. And, and, um, my mom just couldn't deal with it and, and who could blame her. Um, right. so, um, you know, enough was enough and too much stank. So, <laughs> you know, um, she allowed, she allowed him to go, to go ahead and do exactly what he needed to do. Um, And, um, so yeah, you know, 66, (coughs) we, uh, moved to, um, 67, actually, we moved to Southern California and, um, uh, uh, began our, our life here. Um, and, uh, he would, he would come to town with Cardinals and I would see him then and, and, uh, um, you know, seeing him became more and more sporadic and, um, you know, then then uh, 69, 70 came along, and and uh, the whole the whole um, you know flood V Kuhn uh, began to evolve.
0: Now before that, um, I mean we're talking about some pretty significant years for the Cardinals as far as baseball is concerned. Were you? Following that at that point, were you connected enough to it or interested enough that you were kind of following along with what was going on in in the Cardinals' world, other than, you know, when your dad came to town?
3: No, and um, you know, I would hear, the, you know, it's, it's it's a different world. You know, uh, you, you had a TV, and you know, it uh, again. Game would come on at a specific time. You didn't have twenty-four hour news cycles with games on all the time. A Little, little
0: harder sports. to follow along than uh, than it sure. is now.
3: Huh? Yeah, no podcast the back then. Yeah. yeah, indeed. You know, you didn't, you didn't find me smoking a pipe and, and reading the the box scores. You know, yeah. uh, as a seven-year-old, and, and um, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I just you know, had we grown up in St. Louis, uh, I think it would have been much much different you know and have, have we had have, have we not left, um you know in being in, in this in the school systems and having peers that were baseball fans and um you know the the neighborhood that i that we moved into um is called windsor hills and and they call it the black beverly hills uh in los angeles and my mom remarried she married a uh, entertainment uh uh, who um, you know represented Jim Brown and Diane Carroll and Sammy Davis Jr. and and uh, so we didn't we didn't miss a uh, a socioeconomic beat, <laughs> you know. Uh, when when uh, my mom remarried and that uh, and you're probably the the first folks I've told this to that um, that's I think that really stung my dad, you know and. Um, Um, you know, now he's in a situation in 69, 70, where things are becoming precarious. His baseball career is, is, um, you know, uh, uncertain. Uh, Um, you know, he's told he has to go to Philadelphia and, and, uh, uh, his family has, has, um, has a new. Stepfather, you know, in a glorious, you know, new home with a pool and slate floors and marble bathrooms
1: and slate no psycho walls with the walls and
3: <laughs> right, exactly, you know, um, and um, you know, I remember um, right prior to his leaving for um, Europe, um, coming to essentially say goodbye, and then we didn't see him for five e- years. Um, And, um, you know, seeing how our life didn't, you know, miss, you know, a a beat and uh, was barely a speed bump, you know, uh, after the divorce. And then she got remarried literally in like a a two-year period. So I think that really stung him, that that we didn't necessarily need him
1: anymore, Yeah, you know. So it contributed to his loneliness that period, do you think? Yeah, indeed, and and um,
3: again, the pressure. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy that was sent to uh, High Point, North Carolina, in 1950. What is it, seven or eight? Um, yeah. And um, from Oakland, where he never saw any any um, discrimination or racial injustice, and and you know, suddenly he's you know drinking out of a uh, colored colored uh, drinking fountains and and subjected to that um cataclysmic of a uh of a culture change and um as a seventh as a 17 18 year old you know uh so uh i think it dated back to that you know and and um um you know he he had to grow up fast
0: yeah i think of uh, a larger level. I mean, professional sports kind of create that environment, you know, whether it's baseball or, or some other sport, but especially one where, like you say, at 17, 18 years old, you know, you're you're basically on your own to create the career that you have been told you're good enough for. So, it, I, yeah, I think it can create that sort of isolated feeling just by the nature of the industry.
3: Yeah, I mean, and particularly during those years where where yeah. um, you know he wasn't allowed, he wasn't allowed to um, to stay in the same hotels as as his um, teammates. Um, he wasn't allowed to dress in the locker room.
2: Right. You know,
3: they had a separate corrugated uh, sh- shelter lean-to kind of setup that you know he would he would um, have to to dress in, and these are minor leagues um and uh, um, you know the leagues aren't making any money today <laughs> you, right. know, you can yeah. imagine
1: imagine back then <laughs> can,
3: yeah and uh, he had, he had to uh, to stay with you know whoever would take him in uh, in the in the in the colored uh, sections of town and um that that is was was difficult I mean it's like you know going from... from the penthouse to you know the arctic you know and and uh so um yeah he he um uh became very isolationist um and uh which is really the the life of a ball player uh you know it's 162 games you know and and um half of those are away from home and um you know what do you do with your time and back then it was you know you would go out to the club and you know have steak dinners and drink and and you know um do your thing with the with the groupies or the the on the you know the, the people that would follow follow you know the players you know around in the in these hotels and and um entertainment locales so um yeah i mean you know um you know, you go from uh, a child um, to a man as as quickly as
1: possible for survival sake. Do you think, getting later into his career, into his Cardinals career? I, I I know we saw the if you haven't seen the Kurt Flood documentary that was on HBO, everyone you you must see it. It's on YouTube. But in uh, in 1968, of course, there was the World Series and there was the dropped ball, and I think it kind of attributes that as as a beginning of, of the down period to Kurt. Do do you do you remember that happening, the the miscatch or anything like that?
2: No, um, I um uh, wasn't in the World Series, and and um you know um the the drama um, connected with it, you know, I didn't share. With- and, and um, I don't know whether I would have been able to understand it anyway. Um, and uh, you know, my mom was not a big baseball fan. <laughs> you know, she was a Kirk Flood fan, but but um, the baseball kind of came along with the, you know the uh, package. So it, you know, she didn't go out of her way to uh, ensure that we were watching. You know, pop. Um, and. and you know, again, there are five of us, and you know, there's <laughs> five five wild animals. You know, and, and uh, just just uh, you know, quite 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 sure that my brother, older brother, and, and sister uh, I don't know are aware of it. But uh, um, yeah, you know, uh, everyone kind of has seen the uh, the footage of um, Game Seven and. Uh, Um, Had hit a triple uh, and uh, to center field, and my dad moved in on the ball, and his um, his his cleats didn't, you know, he slipped uh, under his foot, and you know the ball quickly got him for his head, and um, you know some people say you know you know even even jim Northrup said the ball was uncatchable but um you know uh my dad had put those kinds of catches in his back pocket his entire career you know
1: if anyone's going to uh, catch that so, ball it's kurt flood
2: exactly and, and um um uh, but not you know i'm not making excuses uh, and i asked him one day <laughs> you know um what happened and well, my little brother was in the backseat, and there was just a silence in the car. we never talked about it, and uh, but I wanted to know, you know, sure. you know? You know what happened? And he said, you know, it. There was the field was, wasn't in great shape for the previous few days, and um, uh, I didn't have the footing that that. Uh, I thought oh. that I, and I, I turned around and the look of my, my little brother's face was just like, I can't believe that you, I can't believe that you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was almost like a third rail question to ask him about that.
2: Yeah. And, and, um, I only, you know, um, and it, 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 um,
3: it only became to me, um, as clear as it is
2: to me today, um, you know, when I became an alum uh, and um, that that um, that really was the turning point uh, with the uh, with with not only uh, um, his, his, <coughs> his his tenure uh, with the Cardinals, uh, um, but his his relationship with uh, Gussie Bush. And, um, and the family, and the Bush family. You know, um, there was talk of my dad. Um, I mean, the, the Bushes love my dad. You know, uh, um, again, he's, he's this, this you know, fun, you know, interesting, uh, artistic, um, bright kid uh, who, who um, spoke, you know, eloquently and, and um, was, was, you know, had a quick smile and a great wit. And, uh, they loved him. And,
3: um, prior to that catch, man, or prior to that, you know, misjudged ball, um, in, in that game. And, you know, Bob Gibson was unhittable that year and, and have it in like that. My dad took responsibility for it and said, Bob, you know, uh, you know, Bob was his roommate for years, you know, and, and, um, uh, he said it was, it was my fault, man. I, I lost it for us. And, um, but, um, uh, Gussie Bush soured on him uh, after that. I mean, there was a, of of um, of a a a beer distributorship, you know, uh, being um, a part of the, con- the new contract. You know, um, it, it, we were that close to the family, and and um, all of that went away.
1: Hey, right. Of course, in the following off season, there was the the contract demands for a hundred thousand dollars, and um, uh, it 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 was the the right the down period for the uh, the Kurt Flood uh, Bush relationship. Did you ever get to meet the Bushes in those eras years or anything like yeah. that? Yeah,
3: I mean, um, um certainly at the, uh, during spring training and and um. Uh, um uh, in new stadium, um, you know, they had the, the, um, the owner suites and, and I remember, you know, um, uh, that part. And, but, um, I think that I was really sort of afraid of, 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 uh, strangers.
1: (laughs) Um, and, uh, you know, particularly white strangers. <laughs> so when a guy's held up in your house with a gun when you're four years old, that could add a little fear, right? Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but, um, uh, uh,
3: I, you know, I remember in, during, during spring training and, and, um, all the players, uh, knew me and, and, um, because I was in all their lockers. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> uh, just to, they used to call me little greedy you know, and, and um, uh, uh, do you know what, li- do you know what little greenies are?
1: Uh, the, 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 the pills they pop.
3: Yeah. The, 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 oh, the, cheap, right? the, the amphetamines, yeah.
1: that was my nickname <laughs> in the club. <laughs> 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 so did
2: little
1: you have greenies. any uh, particular players that were your favorite to get along with when you were younger? Uh, beta pinson
2: Yeah. Oh, really? My yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
3: We, we always go through this thing uh, that he would try to cut my hair, my, na- my afro, and uh, you know chase me around the. the um,
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, it was just a regular you know routine that we that we engaged in. Um, but um, he, um, Bob was was uh, was a little weird. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> to <say. laughs> you know, I, I'm just being honest. It, you know, and, and um, you know, he did this thing to, to, to me and my brother in spring training one year that that, um, that I and mean, it just freaked me out, you know. Um, my dad and Bob had an adjoining room you know, down in St. Pete in the in the motel that they had that you know where the team stayed, and um, you know, one night my dad was like, you know, I had this friend that I want you to meet. Um, and um, but he, he's he had an accident and um, so he his 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 face is a little bit disfigured um, but don't stare at him you know
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, uh, we're sitting in there waiting to meet uh, my dad's friend and there's a knock at the adjoining door uh, to you know to Bob's room. And Bob comes in, and he has this horror mask on, <laughs> and with an overcoat and a horror mask, and, and uh, man, I mean, I was a scary kid anyway, you know, and, and um, that that just, you know, I think about that today, man, and, and how, how frightening <laughs> it, literally, you know, and um, he says, I mean, years later, he doesn't, he says he doesn't, he doesn't remember it. You know, I uh, saw one of these old timers, and he says, "No, nah, I don't remember that. You know, I wouldn't do anything like that." I'm like, "Man, come on!" <laughs> you, yep. you, 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 you um, I'm still, you know, stunted by, by
2: <laughs>
3: seared by, by into Bob. your
1: memory. Nothing to him, yeah, <laughs> indeed.
3: Um, but um, everybody knows Bob is was 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 hard. To get along with and and uh, focused, you know, uh, uh, on everything but you, <laughs> uh, and and uh, he just didn't didn't um, every story that you've heard about Bob Gibson is true <laughs> about, him being, about him being mean and and uh, you know I remember in in uh, years later this is like 1990 and um, I'm in Louis with my dad at an old timers game at a Randy Hundley um, sports fantasy camp, um, and um, so it wasn't old timers game. It was one of these sports fantasy sports fantasy camps, and we're sitting in the dugout, and um, uh, you know it's me and Bob and my dad, and we're just we, you know uh, it's hot, and, and there's this kid that, that's leaning over the rail saying, Mister Gibson, Mister Gibson, you know. Um, Please can I can I get a, a, um, a signature from you? Can I can I get an autograph? And this is going on and on and on for like fifteen minutes, you know. And and Bob would not acknowledge the kid. And you um, know, I'm thinking, this is actually becoming uncomfortable
2: <laughs> for me, <laughs>
3: you, know? you know. And uh, and I guess my dad, be- my dad, just actually knew Bob, and and, and so the kid says, you know. Um, my, my parents and I um, uh, drove, you know, 150 miles uh, just to see you. And he he wheels around and says, you didn't even know I was going to be here.
2: Because <laughs> I think
3: I just apparently was there. And I'm thinking, you are really a horrible <laughs> human being. <laughs> Who says that to a little kid? You know, uh, but anyway. You know, so it all made, began to make sense, you know, with what he did to me and my brother back in sixty seven. Uh, in, in you know, this is
1: 1990, but um, I digress. <laughs> Please feel free. <laughs> he was actually mean to me in a mall once. He was... Uh, really? Yeah, he was he was signing autographs and it was like twenty or twenty five dollars and uh, we got in line and the line was forty minutes um, and I had a, a baseball card. He was signing pictures of himself, eight by ten pictures, and I had a Bob Gibson baseball card. And when we, he signed the pictures, he signed the picture, and I was. Eight or nine it was around the same time in 1990 and i said to him mr gibson can i and he said only pictures and that was it so wow.
3: <laughs> yeah you know I, um again you know every 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 uh tall tale you think is a tall tale about him it isn't it's uh <laughs> it's probably it's probably the truth but he was he was, he was he was uh, menacing on the mound, and, you know, and um, everybody knew that, that, that uh, um, the plate belonged to him. And, and um, you know, if you stepped in too, too closely, then, then uh, you, you took your, your life in your hands. So I think a lot of that uh, <laughs> bled off into, the, into his
1: personal life. So your, your dad is traded. How did you hear about it?
3: Um, just kind of matter kind of factly, um, and um, you know, at that point, I think I, I, I was beginning to, to his his um, his being gone, and, and um, began to resent only seeing him when he when he um, came to to um, to L.A. to play, um, and um, so you know, it was. It was one of those things where, where um, uh, you know, I thought to myself, if I didn't see him, you know, uh, enough before, you know, with his being traded to a, a new city back east, I'm probably probably not going to see him even more. So, um, you know, you, you do what little kids do, you know, you just sort of protect yourself and go with the, with the, with the flow.
1: Did you understand at all what was going on when uh when the lawsuit came out
3: no you know um how how does a ten year old nine year old uh understand uh antitrust laws and interstate commerce and and um, uh, um oliver Wendell holmes you know? <laughs>
1: And and at this so, point in, uh, in, in time, there's no child support coming in. Do you was your your mom has to sue him, and she also has to raise his children? Was did you feel the negativity of their relationship at the same time on you?
3: Yeah, you know, and and um, again, everything which it, you know harkens back to your original uh, comment that I look just like him. Well, yeah. I looked like him, and I had his mannerisms. And um, um, at that point, I thought that I even smelled like him, because, <laughs> because you know, um, uh, um, my grandmother would would say you're just like him, and and uh, that would I could sense that my, my my mom would get tense, you know, and and um, so um, yeah, they uh, <clears throat> they were very, very, uh, adversarial and, um, um, you know, um, there there was not much, much love in terms of, of, um, support for me wanting to, to, wanting them to reconcile (laughs) long after my mom had gotten married, you know? Um, so, yeah, you know, um, I don't know what it's called. There's probably some, some child psychology, uh, terminology for it. But, um, you, I, um, you know, I'll speak in, in the, in the, you know, for me that, um, you know, you begin to, uh, I began to, um, sort of cover up those feelings and, and, uh, you know, sort of wish them away and pretend that, like they didn't exist, you know, that I missed them and I wish he we were around. And, and uh, um, you know, um, nobody really asked me about him in, in the neighborhood that we lived in because uh, Tommy Davis, a lot of the Dodger players were in the neighborhood. Tommy, Tommy Davis, Willie Davis, uh, Jim Gilliam, literally within were in walking distance of my house like a oh. few blocks, um, yeah. Tina Turner was, and I and Tina Turner were four doors down. Uh, Ray Charles was around the corner. Nancy Wilson. Um, <laughs> That's a nice black neighborhood. Black. Okay. Well, the thing is that, that uh, if you had money um, in the '60s and '70s, there weren't that many places that were welcoming to to black families. You know, so this this neighborhood uh, called Windsor Hills, View Park, Baldwin Hills, Ladera Heights. Here in LA uh, became sort of the the black uh, again. Uh, it was a, a a a bastion of of uh, doctors, lawyers, um, you know, kids that were going to Howard University and and uh, you know traditionally black college and um, very upper middle class. Um, and um, you know, my friend was Ronnie Turner, the youngest. Uh, 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 son of uh, Ike and Tina had four sons Ronnie, uh, Michael Ike Jr. and Craig and um, they were all in our age range uh, and uh, Ronnie and I were, were best friends and um, you know uh, we would do this thing where he would say I'd say you know what
2: you know um,
3: I'm going to tell all these people who your mother is and and <laughs> <laughs> And he would say, "Well, I'm going to tell people who your father is." Um, but that was, you know, we had mini bikes, and you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, so it was easy to get sort of lost in the uh, everybody's kind of, you know, ha- has a measure of, of celebrity attached to, to their family. Um, it was very easy to not talk about how how um, any of this, the the particulars, like you know, um, I didn't know that that ike was was beating up tina you know that was all you know um behind the scenes i had no idea that that um that was going on and i was at their house almost every day you wow. know and spending the night yeah spending the night there and they would spend the night at my house so um you know the issues of that personal were were um were, um, um you know uh they weren't as 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 apparent and on the surface, as, as, as as you might imagine. And, um, so that was perfect for me. You know, nobody asked, you know, where my dad was, what he was doing and why, why he wasn't around. Uh, you know, I was, I was cool with not even, you know, addressing it.
1: So he, he sues major league baseball, a tremendous backlash media owners, um, fans hate mail, uh no public player support did any of that reach you in california
3: no you know and and um um had it reached me it, it um it would have been suppressed you know um by my my parents and and um uh my parents my my mother and my stepfather and um uh it it, it, it simply didn't get to us um where it was a a, a problem you know in, in having to 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 measure and 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 understand and deal with if that makes sense
1: you know Yeah you, you never had a kid in school say your dad's trying to ruin baseball or anything like that
3: Uh my sister did
2: mm-hmm. um, Really?
3: Yeah um but but um I didn't You know, um, um, so, you know, I was one of those, go
0: ahead. When did you kind of have a chance to maybe get a little more familiar with it? Obviously, you're, you're a young child, you're removed from the situation. It's not something that's in your face all the time. As we've mentioned, news isn't quite as instant then as it is now. When did you kind of... um, dive into what it was that was really this this headline story and in, in all of baseball
3: um I, you know i was a teenager a uh, late teenager and uh, um it uh it came up uh in one of our history books in school wow <laughs> yeah um and uh i went to beverly hills high school and and uh mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of a lot of, of um, so, you know, there were a lot of celebrities, kids that went there, and, and powerful people. And um, the only reason that I went there is um, was that uh, we didn't live in Beverly Hills. You know, we lived in, in the Black Beverly Hills, which is not Beverly Hills school system. But um, we were bused in 1970, and uh, we were bused to, to an all-white neighborhood, uh, which was a. a um a middle to upper middle class neighborhood um but they 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 bust the kids from the upper middle class black neighborhood and the black kids from south central all in one bunch out to these schools right and and um there was a socioeconomic kind of you know uh, a Clash between uh, the black kids and the white kids, but there was also one between the wealthy black kids and the the kids from South Central. You know, and um, that was just a bit too much
2: for
3: me. You know, plus the two hours on the bus, and I asked my 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 stepdad, who um who had whose office was in Beverly Hills, um. You know, I just tell them that I, I, I can't, I, you know, um, it's just too much. So uh, I ended up uh, in that school system. <coughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, um, the story, Flood v. Kuhn, was, was in a history book and, and um, didn't know about it until, you know, that year of history, <laughs> you know. Um, and, That's
0: amazing.
3: Um, you, you had to study yeah. to pass the test.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did it did it Adelaide. surprise you at that point? I mean, the details that were there. Were you like, wow, I, I didn't know about this.
3: No. Yeah. I mean, it. it, it um, um. Mind you, I'd been sheltered from it for you know sure. for the entire time. Um. S- s- then it so then it beca- beca- began to um. To, to be clear to me um, that uh, of, its, of its significance and the U.S. Supreme Court and and um, you know uh, um, but to understand it you, you have to you know you, you can't understand it with a child's mind you know that the court right. system and, and how they operate and um, uh, it winding its way through the lower courts you know and ending up in the Supreme Court it is having a, um, a you know Arthur, Arthur Goldberg um, former Supreme Court Justice as his lawyer and how, how does you have a, a lawyer that was you know, on the Supreme Court and you know, right. how is, is that even possible because they have life, life uh, you know, uh, terms and uh, it was just a lot of moving parts that, that um, I didn't begin to get
1: until I, I began to uh, think more critically. Was that like a rediscovery of your father? Here's someone who was a world-class athlete, a world championship at, at the highs, And of course, the lows are everything he had to endure through this, this, this court battle that you were almost unaware of this entire time. Is did you, did you almost like just rediscover who he was at some point?
3: no because um, you know at that time I, I was really kind of angry you know and uh, yeah. um, you know, who cares what what you know uh, about agency who care about agency? who cares about baseball you know if if you don't have your family you know and and yeah. um, uh, you know you say your father um, you, you mentioned your father uh, it was a draftsman, you know, trust me, if I could have had my father, you know, there every day as a draftsman, um, I would have traded him a thousand times over, you know. Um, so, you know, it, it's all meaningless uh, um, in relation to um, having a father who uh, is there and caring and, and, you know, you know, plays catch with you and, and, you know, um, so, uh, I didn't get any of that, you know, and interestingly enough, um, he, uh, in like the mid eighties, uh, I guess I was in my mid twenties and, and, um, he asked me if I would help him, um, with the kid that, that, um, he was giving personal, um, baseball, uh, um, instruction to uh his father was this really wealthy guy friend of my dad's and he said would you kind of shag balls (laughs) for me uh at the park and and i said sure and and um so i'm hanging out with with them and and he asks me you know um why didn't you go into baseball and literally i wanted to to, you know um him with a, a haymaker You know, and and what? Why do you think? (laughs) Well, A, (laughs) you know, you were never around, you know, and, and, um, you you know, he never saw one of my Little League games.
2: Mm. You know, and,
3: and, um, yeah, painful that is, you know, to to, um, to be connected, um, you know, in a system of Little League, and you can't really even say... You know, um, you know, I learned to play ba- Lily from Lily Coaches.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> you know,
3: not from my dad. So, you know, um, the idea that he would, would say that, you know, but he was drinking and, and um, the uh, the thing about, again, about um, alcoholism, you know, when you're drinking, it's your primary uh, problem. Uh, but when you stop drinking, uh, the, the reasons that you drink become your primary problem and um, uh, he hadn't gotten there yet you know and and, um, so uh, you know I look back on it now and can intellectualize it but um, I just thought it was funny that you would ask such an outrageous thing that uh, Uh,
1: you know it was was his payback for you asking him about the 68 World Series
2: (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) exactly Um, but um, you know, I was a straight shooter kid. I wanted to get the answers, and, and uh, you know, damn the torpedoes. Um, so I, you know, I felt the oddest to, to to being my my brothers. <laughs> after, after, you know, um, after all all that um, we had gone through.
0: Be on the lookout for part two of this interview with Kurt Flood Jr. wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow Birds on the Black on Twitter and online for more. Relatively speaking.